I am so worried. I'm worried about what is going to happen today. I'm worried about what is going to happen tomorrow. I'm worried if I said the right thing. I'm worried if I said the wrong thing. I am so worried. Hello and welcome to I Am. I'm David Andrade. Have you ever heard or used a phrase that sounded something like this? You are such a worrier. You are a worrywart. You worry about everything. What is the definition of worry? The dictionary definition is give way to anxiety, to unease, allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. There are times throughout our life when we will all worry about a situation happening in our life. We will worry about a specific situation happening. We will worry about our health. We will worry about our family. We will worry about finances. We will worry about worrying too much. And worrying should tell us that there is a situation that has arisen and we do not yet know that outcome. This should lead us to pursue a solution so worrying does not froth over. But relief in the solution rises to the top, where worrying is replaced by resolve. I talk about this because of groups I have run into that perpetually worry. Individuals that can't help but worry. You might be this person, or you might know someone that cannot stop worrying. Because in the worrier's mind, once a worry is resolved, a new worry is found to take its place. And there is ample justification to worry in this person's mind. I am worried if I do this, the opposite will happen. I am worried that if I don't do what I need to do, I will lose an opportunity. I am worried of what is going to happen tomorrow. And the list goes on and on, continually looking for worry. It is an endless loop and can never reach peace, harmony, or calm resolution. But are we perpetual worriers? Do we define ourselves as worriers? Do we know someone who is constantly worried for the sake of being worried? Why? Does someone tell you, why are you always worrying? Stop worrying all the time. Or why do you worry about everything? If you are constantly worrying about what you are doing, you are expressing your identity, your subconscious belief, who you believe you are, and you don't even realize it. It becomes a default response, a response that is now an efficient place to be in your subconscious. You are expressing to everyone who you are, a worrier, not a warrior, but a worrier. Thus, people will now treat you as a worrier because that is who you are expecting your identity to be. Immediately, once you define as I am worried, what the mind does is immediately kicks in and the FLS, the false life script, you can get the full definition in my book, takes over. All sense of solution is rendered helpless. Your mind is now set out to accomplish what you have asked of it, to be worried. And it will blind you of all solutions keeping resolve a fingertip away. It will increase an adrenaline rush, setting you into panic, into confusion, into loss of focus. Now watch this pattern. Let us use someone you might know, of course this is not you, that is a perpetual worrier, someone who is constantly worrying. If one listens carefully, one can hear the subconscious belief that this person has defined themselves to be. I am worried that someone won't call me back. I am worried that I made the wrong decision. I am worried I can't make a decision. 
I am worried that the food might spoil. I am worried about the future. I am worried that my past has affected me. I wish I could stop worrying. Worrying is not just a thought, but a chemical altering state that brings to the forefront negative thoughts, expecting the worst in a situation, and becoming a detriment to one's mental and physical health. Headaches, stress, stomach issues, panic, fatigue, anxiety, tension, overwhelm, mental fog, and negatively affecting your immune system, triggering a fight-or-flight stress response, releasing a flood of adrenaline into your system, which is not good on a continual basis. There's no saber-toothed tiger chasing you. It is not the occurrence, but how one defines oneself when presented with an unresolved situation. If one defines oneself first by defining their mental state before the situation, I am worried about, what this is doing is creating a neurological identity that will become more and more efficient the more one defines themselves as a worrier. In turn, one creates a self that is consumed by worry. Thus, the identity will live in a state of worry because that is the efficient neurological structure that has been created by repetition of a personal definition. It is not good or bad, but efficient in its function. The mind is keeping one true to the identity that has been created. Thus, a worrier is born. The mind will search for worry. The mind will create worry in order to fulfill its identity of being a worrier. The neurological pathway has been formed for worry if one is extreme in this personality trait. Read my chapter about myelination in my book to get a better understanding of the neurological pathways that are created. The more one self-defines as I am worried, the more efficient the mental pathway will become and the individual does not even know how the definition is being expressed. For this individual, to be worried about everything is normal in a worrier's mind. Yet other individuals witness the extremes of the worrier. This is the typical manifestation of a worrier. Remember from my book, the mental subconscious identity seeks its highest, most efficient subconscious definition of oneself, the most efficient pathway to achieve this prioritizing definition. So before a worry, the mind is calm, no worrying in sight. But in a worrier's mind, worry is a pinnacle state, the prioritizing definition one has to put oneself in. Thus, the mind will seek efficiency, and in this case, worry. Worry will now be sought after and created subconsciously. The mind will not stop until worry is found and fulfilled. So now, worry has now set in. There's no sign of resolution in the future. Then the stress of worry plays out. Minutes, hours, days, weeks, the length depends on who you believe yourself to be. Then at some point, a small redefining takes place. A small glimmer of resolution arises, and slowly the worry reaches its pinnacle, and it is then resolved into oblivion. Why? Even in a stressful position, the mind will reach the individual's maximum identity of worry, its maximum threshold with worry. Then it will max out at its ring of life and stop. Resolve will start to kick in. You start to think about the solution, or someone shows you a solution. You take a small resolving action, then another, then another, and accomplishment and resolve starts to seep in. The worrying is dissipating and resolve comes to light. And the next comment usually is, why was I even worried about this? Or, 
I wasted so much time being worried about nothing. Or, I worried for no reason. This is where one has to listen to self-definition. First, you defined yourself as a worrier. You expressed it verbally, I am worried about. Second, your mind sought the most efficient pathway to meet your demand. Third, your mind fulfilled the demand and created everything that was needed to make worrying a priority. And fourth, worrying was achieved. Fifth, worry reaches its maximum in the individual's own ring of life. It maxes out at its threshold, where the subconscious realizes it has reached its capacity for worry and stops. Everyone has a different threshold in all emotions. This is why some individuals worry to an extreme and some worry very little, all based on identity. And then sixth, after running into one's own ring of life threshold, its maximum, one starts to redefine in a positive light. This is also part of the identity. There's a path to resolution in everyone, but where that maximum of worry is, is based on the individual's identity. Think of it this way. It's like the directions being read to you from a map on your phone. Here's an example of two different individuals with different identities that want to reach the same destination. The first individual wants to get to the destination as quickly as possible, resolve the problem. The second individual also wants to get to the exact same destination, but needs one extra stop. The first person. You plot out your destination. The map plots the directions out for you, telling you to enter the highway and prepare to exit the highway in one mile. Then turn left and stop at the light. Your destination or resolution will be on the right in a quarter mile. Done. The second person. For the second person to reach the exact same destination or resolution, they plug in the exact same destination as the previous example, but at a much needed extra stop. Stop for a donut first. In this case, let's stop for worry first. Because this is the subconscious craving. Now their map will tell them to exit in two miles, not one. There's a donut shop ahead. But with this added stop, there's road construction, car accidents, you name it. You are now tied up in traffic. You grabbed a chocolate sprinkle of worry, a donut in this case, so now your map redirects you to your destination. Take a right, then another left, down two blocks, make a U-turn, get back on the highway, take the next exit, take a left, and your destination will be on the right-hand side. Same destination, different directions. The first person defined themselves as needing to get to the destination with expedience. The second person defined themselves as needing a craving, worry in this case, first, then the final destination. In both cases, the brain sought the most efficient pathway for each individual to reach the same destination. The first individual's efficient pathway was to reach the destination immediately. The other efficient identity was to take a detour first, then the destination. Both individuals' destination directions were efficient to each individual. The next time you want to get to this destination again, you put in the address and the same directions pull up, with a donut shop, a worry stop, or not. Seventh, resolve sets in. And eighth, the cycle continues. But the next step is up to you. Either the mind will reload and prepare for another worry, because that is how you have defined yourself, or you redefine yourself in order to make worrying less efficient in the mind by redefining as I am a problem solver. I am a person who solves issues. I am a person who gets to my destination in the most direct manner.
Thus, the mind will seek to create a more efficient neurological psychological pathway to resolve issues that arise. You will solve the problem at some point. Why put yourself through the sand trap of worry? This is merely the power of definition and rewriting. Again, we will all worry about something in our life, but there is a difference than a person who is in a perpetual state of worry. Like a river that seeks a path of least resistance, the mind also seeks a path of efficiency and least resistance. It is not good or bad. It is efficient. So how can someone steer from the froth of worrying over every situation they can imagine? From creating an overabundance of drama in worrying about worrying. Redefine. You have the power of I am. Again, I have spoken in the past about redefining oneself in order to create a new set of neurological pathways that will lead to a new thought pattern. In the blink of an eye, one can redefine oneself as a problem solver. Instead of looking at a situation and telling oneself, I am worried, stop. Think about the actual situation, not emotionally but rationally. Redefine yourself and your approach. I am a problem solver. And repeat it again, I am a problem solver. I see solutions. Once one does this, the mind is now commanded to create resolve. You are in control of its efficiency. One is allowing the mind to think clearly. The mind can find a non-worrying solution. One simply has to allow it to be free of the chains of worry, an old definition. Repetition. I am a problem solver. Write something down. Repeat it. I am a problem solver. Create an action towards resolution. Mind before mechanics. I say this over and over again because it is so important. Your thoughts before your actions. Repeating is not just for the sake of a mantra, but what it does is it starts to create a new neurological pathway to be created when certain situations arise. Repetition builds a more and more efficient pathway to the road to solutions. When you feel that you are continually worrying about everything, sit back, take a breath, redefine. But at this point, your FLS, your false life script, starts to scream at you because it has to maintain an old identity of being worried that you created in the past. It will tell you that the only way to solve a problem is to worry yourself to the end of time. Stop it in its tracks. You are in control. Stop. Redefine yourself as a problem solver and take an action towards resolution. And do this again and again. The next time you hear yourself or you hear someone else define themselves as a worrier, stop it. Redefine it. This will start to build a new efficient neurological pathway to resolution, but this has to be done over and over again, all the time, forever. This isn't an I will try this type of thing. This is a must for everything. The comment to oneself, I will try it, is your FLS already setting you up for failure. It is telling you, go ahead, give it a shot, but don't try too hard or too long because I will make sure I put you back on your existing belief of who you are worried. I will prove that what you are attempting is all wrong, so we can go back to being efficient and being worried. Your FLS is wrong. Redefine into a powerful identity. Allow your mind to think of solution. What one does not realize is that you are already solving a problem when a problem arises. Think of this while you are worrying about solving an issue and you feel that you can't solve it that you aren't a good problem solver. You are actually a fantastic problem solver. Everyone is. 
This is something we never think about, and this happens in a millisecond. If you are in a non-worried state of mind, happy, jovial, and you tell yourself that you are now worried, what you are asking for is the worried identity to manifest. Asking your brain to solve the problem, but first be in the state of worry. You are telling yourself, I am happy, but I need to be worried. I need to choose my identity as a worrier before the identity of a problem solver. You are telling yourself, I am worried, so make me worry. Cloud all my thoughts on solving. Solve my problem by making me worry. And immediately, what does the brain do to solve this problem of not being in a worried state? Think about this. How quickly can you become worried? How fast? Instantly, right? Instantly. Your brain makes you worried. Your brain solved the problem. It fulfilled the identity you demanded of it. You wanted your I am to be worried and efficiently and perfectly your brain solved the issue. But just as quickly as you demand a worry from your mind, you can also create an I am identity of resolve just as quickly. You can tell your brain, I am solving this issue now. Your brain has to comply. Look, we will all worry about something in life. To what degree you take that worry depends on your identity. Will you worry for a second? and then immediately search for a solution? Will you worry for several days and then finally allow yourself to solve? Or will you worry perpetually to point of it becoming a detriment to your health? This will be based on your identity, who your I am is. But with the problem-solving identity, repetition and action must take place immediately. I know I have focused on worrying in this episode, but this can apply to all emotional states of mind. You want to find out where you stand? Ask someone that is very close to you. So this is your homework. Find someone that you feel that will give you an honest answer to these questions. What do you feel is my weak point? What emotion do you feel I express the most that is exaggerated and counterproductive? What I am do I use that holds me back? What I am do I use that fulfills my love, my passion, my drive? And then ask yourself, do I spend more of my time worrying or solving? The next time you worry, go ahead and worry. But now implement what I call in my book, the CN3, choose in three seconds. Worry, then in three seconds, redefine as I am a problem solver. And again and again. Count how many times you define yourself as a worrier. I am worried counts as one. What works better is having someone else count for you and give you the count at the end of the day. Tell them not to tell you until the day is over. These simple questions will bring to light much about yourself and how you're expressing your identity. But right now, one might say, I really have things to worry about. You don't understand. Fine. How long will it take you to put your mind into a problem-solving state of mind? A power-provoking identity. In reality, a millisecond. Remember from my book, there is nothing to change about yourself. Nothing. Only to choose a powerful identity that already resides within you. And that is mind before mechanics. You are a problem solver. Choose to be one. Thank you. And go out there and take a bite out of life. Please share and pick up a copy or download a copy of my book at www.iammethod.com.